Welcome back to Blockstream Talk. Today we're speaking to Max K. Doon. Building off his experience with HODL HODL, a non-custodial trading and lending platform, and as one of the main organizers of the Baltic Honey Badger Conference, one of the big OG Bitcoin conferences, Max is getting ready to launch his latest project, Debify. Like HODL HODL, it supports non-custodial Bitcoin lending, but this time with a more institutional focus. This could be big for Bitcoin peer-to-peer -peer lending markets, which have historically been long on demand, but kind of skinny on liquidity. We talked about how the higher, cleaner yields in peer-to-peer -peer markets are starting to catch the eye of mainstream institutional money, why we need to bring back Bitcoin's Honey Badger branding, and how Liquid and Lightning can support growth in Bitcoin lending markets. If you find the show useful, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Max, thanks for joining us on the show today. Hey, thank you to having me, Jesse. It's a pleasure and an honor. Great. Maybe to start off with, we can start with a quick introduction to yourself and to HODL HODL and Debify. Yeah, so uh, my name is Max. I'm a contributor of HODL HODL, which is a non-custodial peer-to-peer trading and lending platform and also CEO of uh, Debify, which is our upcoming project. Um, should be launched this year, November, December, which is a non-custodial lending platform for uh, for um, institutional lenders. Uh, we build only on top of Bitcoin. We're also part of Liquid Federation, and also I'm I'm one of the organizers of um, the most OG conference, Bitcoin conference in the world, uh, which is Baltic Honey Badger, which is happening actually uh, as we speak, basically. So. Tomorrow will kick in the Riga Bitcoin Week, and Baltic Honey Badger is the main event of this of this uh, festival. Very cool. Yeah, I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. Yeah, you should come. It's it's like it's obviously I'm biased, but uh, it's it's the best event out there. <laughs> Hopefully, quality wise and and all other stuff. Well, hold on, hold hold on. What about Plan B in Lugano? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good, but you know, different wife. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I have a huge respect for uh, Bitfinex, obviously, in Lugano itself. But uh, yeah, uh, just like, you know, the, the Honey Badger is just a legendary event. Uh, yeah. At least people say that. So. And no, no, I, 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 that's what my impression is as well. I feel like all the really good Bitcoin-focused conferences are kind of in Europe for some reason. There's not very many. You know, I'm, I'm of course out in Asia. I'm in Taiwan, and most of it out here is like crypto, Web three, and I don't think we have any like dedicated Bitcoin conferences in Asia. They really seem concentrated in Europe for some reason. Yeah, Asia is. Um, I think there's there's one conference probably happening uh, in Bali in October. Uh, they are kicking in, so it's going to be a first conference. And um, there's Noster, which is like, it's not about Bitcoin, but it's kind of um, a lot of Bitcoiner going to be there. So Noster party, I think, uh, or Noster event, um, somewhere in October and November, somewhere maybe to in Hong Kong or... Um, and um, then there's also... Bushbash, I think the 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 events happening in Australia. I, I'm not sure it's part of Asia, but I don't <laughs> want to offend anyone. But you know, yeah, like at least for Australian uh, event, I know that for sure that it, it it has been um, like organized by hardcore Bitcoiners. So uh, yeah, and 
there, there, there's there's a bunch of them. I might not remember all of them, um, but uh, there are actual events are happening there. But yeah, mostly, I wouldn't say that Europe is leading in that sense. So obviously, we have Honey Badger, we have also BTC Prague, and uh, different more localized conferences such as uh, like uh, Innsbruck event, which is German speaking, but also I think. English as well uh, in London happening a lot of different events but I think like in US there's there's like a bunch of them now like uh, it started to grow up like in US there's like highly respectable bit bit block boom um, there's also Tapconf in Atlanta there's also Pacific Bitcoin by Swan and there's obviously there's also Bitcoin Miami which is going to be a Bitcoin Nashville lightning summit in nashville so there's a lot of events happening all across the globe yeah that's very cool do you, i, I kind of feel like bitcoin the branding has lost a little bit of the honey badger when i first got into bitcoin the honey badger was very prominent it was on all the merch it was on the t-shirts and you don't see it as much for some reason and i've actually wondered what happened to that i wondered why that has kind of you know not as prominent as it used to be have you noticed that as well yeah maybe you know we are like we are getting more and more people obviously the more people you have the less attention to details uh you know they have a new they they have a new heroes they have a new like new things uh, we have new memes memes coming in and uh, we still stick with honey badger because obviously it's our like spiritual animal so we love it and and we put it everywhere but uh you know it's just us and um maybe once per year we just remind everyone uh that bitcoin is actual honey badger of the money exactly right you don't hear that phrase as much you don't see it on t-shirts and stuff but i think it's a great description of bitcoin right it's just you know i, I saw in, in uh chinese once uh, the pboc one of the senior officials at the pboc called a called bitcoin a cockroach that you can't kill <laughs> <laughs> that's also a pretty good good description to be honest like cockroaches are, are are also pretty powerful insects but yeah i like honey badger more yeah, me too yeah so getting back to the topic at hand how do you differentiate between hodl hodl and debfi is it the same kind of general idea but a different market segmentation or what's the difference between the two in terms of market focus and function yeah so like hodl hodl initially started uh, as a peer-to-peer -peer trading platform so it was it was an a, a, we we tried to oppose this to local bitcoins and Paxful. These two are non-existing anymore. If you follow the peer-to-peer -peer market, so local Bitcoins uh, doesn't operate anymore. I'm not sure what's happening with Paxful. They, at some point, they stopped operations. Now, I don't know what's happening. I don't follow them. So uh, we just wanted, and all these platforms, uh, they were custodial and thus centralized. So we, 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 we thought like it's, it's not a good thing to do because Bitcoin obviously is is about you know holding your keys, having at least certain some level of control over your funds you know and being non-custodial is one of the pillars and core principles of of, of Bitcoin. So we decided to build the Hodl Hodl, and um, yeah, Hodl Hodl is like um, I would say Hodl Hodl is mostly for like it's peer to peer, it's pure peer to peer, you know, plap to plap, as we say. So it's uh, retail, uh, it's basically anyone can become buyer, seller, lender, borrower. So that's the principle. 
And uh, then in uh, 2021, we launched um, the lending platform or 2020, I don't remember, which is also peer-to-peer, -peer, like pure peer-to-peer. -peer. Everyone in the world can, um, can just borrow against their Bitcoin, borrow stable coins because we decided we'll go with stable coins. You know, you can borrow liquid teaser on our platform. And these are also... Um, eventually, these uh, everything uh, the the land at Huddle Huddle become a micro lending platform. You can borrow up to twenty five thousand dollars, not more. Uh, and it's basically we we are trying to promote that, and we are moving in direction that is becoming micro lending, stablecoin only, very fast, anonymous. Um, where like Bitcoin locked in collateral is basically your credit score. Yeah, as long as you have collateral, your lender doesn't care who you are. Like basically, you have to you you have assets. You prove that they are there, and you can cover all your your obligations. Um, and obviously, the the core principle of Hodl Hodl is anonymity. You know, we don't request. We believe in free market. We have a lot of traders who actually request. Um, like some personal data because they're either licensed brokerage companies or something like that. But, you know, we believe in free market. Let the free market decide. If you don't like that someone requests from you any kind of personal information, you can always create your own offer, which is free. Now, comparing to Debify, the difference is that Debify will be uh, for larger volume loans loans only so it's only lending platform there's no trading at least no plant um large volume so you can will you will be borrow you will be able to borrow from 25000 so it's uh, you cannot borrow less than 25000 we'll provide a fiat loans and stablecoin loans so we're adding fiat to the equation and um, lenders will be only institutions and we will know the lenders so you cannot become lender as now when you go to huddle huddle you don't need to like go through any due diligence with us you just go you you create a, a, a an account and you do that so with debify uh, we'll we'll know who are the who are the lenders we'll do the due diligence on them uh and but borrower can become anyone like personal um legal entity person whatever and obviously one of the main difference like if we're if we're not touching the technical part you know it's it's built on on top of bitcoin multisig right on huddle in huddle huddle we use two out of three in debify we're going to use three out of four uh, there's a lot of small differences, but the main difference is that Debify um, not going to be anonymous because obviously if you're borrowing from the bank, even through Bitcoin-based platform, the bank need to do the KYC on you because they cannot lend money without knowing their customer. So that's one of the main differences, I think. A part of we're talking about different volumes, different uh, different type of uh, clientele and um, of course, uh, you know, approach towards uh, due diligence. Okay, understood. Yeah, so that was that's one of the questions I was going to ask is how do you manage um, the balance between anonymity and regulatory obligations around fraud and money laundering? And it sounds like you do that by splitting it out into two different platforms. Yeah, and um, on, on Debify, uh, again, we as non-custodial entity and as a technical provider, we're not obliged to do the KYC, but Lenders 
on Debify who are going to lend money, of course, they are subject to do KYC and we'll provide them with the tools. They're going to collect the KYC data on borrowers. We're not going to see the, this data. We don't want to touch that. We don't want to hold that, obviously. So it will be streamed directly to them. And uh, then again, you can you will be able to borrow. I know that some of the uh, cases, uh, even with large volume loans, uh, are still not subject uh, for KYC. Like if you borrow stable coins, again, Bitcoin in some regions, uh, you can do it easily anonymously. So on Debify, m there might be a case when uh, the borrower is legally able to provide you a stablecoin loan uh, without going through any due diligence with you. Yes, as long as you have Bitcoin locked as collateral in escrow and, and, and like it's provable, obviously. So, yeah, but um, yeah, that's that. These are just few differences. Again, if we were going to talk about all the difference, then probably one hour is not enough for us to cover this. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. You, one thing you mentioned was the difference in the multi-sig schema. What, what's the rationale between that? Yeah, so uh, two out of three that we use on uh, in HODL HODL is like small loans up to 12 months, uh, you know, easy to manage everything. With uh, three out of four for Debify, we are actually expecting that we're going to provide up to five year uh, loans. So it's a longer time period. And we want to ensure extra layer of security, which is uh, change the consensus mechanism, uh, three out of four. So that there will be a fourth key distributed between um, lender borrower, Debify as a platform, and fourth key will be held by fourth key holder, which is um, like fourth key backup holder. It's an independent entity, uh, Bitcoin company, several Bitcoin companies actually, which will hold the fourth key in cold storage. Uh, they actually, all of them will be held in cold storage. But anyway, so they will hold the backup key. And why we did that? Because uh, like we uh, we don't know how lenders and borrowers access their OPSEC and security. You know, there's always, even if you're using cold storage for holding your keys, there's always a, uh, this thing which is called five wrench, $5 wrench attack. You know, there's always a physical impact, um, and um, we are we. I'm not. I'm not going to audit every borrower and lender in order to understand how they're uh, they're holding their keys. We're going to provide them with uh, with all the tools. We're going to provide them with hardware wallet integration. But again, there's always some kind of scam attempts. So what we've done effectively with Debify for large volume wa loans. We believe that um, even if the borrower or lender is a bad actor and he gets the, the second key from, from his counterparty, he still needs to get a third key from either Debify or from fourth key holder. And we know our security setup. We, we kind of understand how to hold keys securely and safely. And um, the same thing also applies to our uh, fourth key holder because we're doing the, the security audit on them as well. So just to be sure that even if two keys are suddenly in hands of one bad actor, then still you cannot move collateral. And if we're talking about collateral, which potentially can be worth like 
millions or hundreds of millions or tens of millions, obviously you want to be sure that everything is uh, is pretty well structured. So that's the difference. Got it. So these kind of peer-to-peer -peer loans, the yield on them tend to run like fairly high. Have you found that that's pulled in more interest from liquidity providers, like institutional kind of players? Uh, yeah, because uh, they uh, with 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 Debify, like we, with Debify, we're basically building institutional peer-to-peer. -peer. Like again, it's it's peer-to-peer, -peer, but for institutions. And um, with Debify, they will be able to actually uh, lend money with higher APR and they will get all the interest payment to them. They don't need to use like if you have if you're a bank and you, for example, and you have liquidity and you want to go to Bitcoin lending market. Most probably the way to do that will be through centralized entity like previously it was like BlockFi or Celsius, uh, these these in famous projects and um, you just give money to them liquidity to them they allocate that liquidity but they also charge the interest for that so obviously you don't receive full profits now with debify you will be able to directly offload your money to the to the end customer and you will get all the interest payment but there's also one interesting feature that we think or or i would say that we um, see now on our lending platform sometimes even though it's peer-to-peer -peer, even though it's anonymous we see that the rates on uh, landed huddle huddle sometimes comparable or even lower in some cases than those rates that people actually uh, provide on centralized lending platforms or verified and um, highly, you know, due deal uh, lending platforms. So it's uh, it's always a market, you know. And uh, with 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 basically, as we say, or we try to believe that it's true. With land at hodl hodl, you get um, the the APR that is actually built up by the free market. You know, people from one end decide, okay, I want to borrow, and I'm happy to pay that kind of interest. And people on the other end who are lending money, like, okay, I can provide that type of um, that type of loan with that type of LTV for that period, and I'm happy with that interest. So it's basically free market deciding what's the proper rate. Same actually applies to the price of Bitcoin, because uh, some people there's a theory that uh, the real price for Bitcoin is basically provided by anonymous peer-to-peer -peer trading platform because again it's a free market you know there's there's buyers there's sellers and they they find their their deal somewhere in between and because bitcoin is supposed to be privacy oriented because it's supposed to be uh, anonymous uh, because of that some people expressed opinion that uh, like platforms like bisc or hodl hodl they do provide the the most accurate rate for real bitcoin as they say that people are happy to pay because they some people tend to say that k that bitcoin that is bought on kyc platform kyc platform is not a real bitcoin because it's lacked properties of anonymity but yeah it's just a theory so what kind of institutional kind of players do you see being attracted i mean who are the liquidity providers is it high crypto net worth people family offices do you see like more traditional mainstream institutional investors taking part in this as well? Yeah, where we're actually the, the idea of Debify came to us when we've been approached by one um, Asian 
bank, commercial bank. So they 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 knew the land at Hodo Hodo platform, and at some point they just you know uh, we would like to to have that kind of solution, but just you know white labeled and suitable for institutions. And we we thought like for one month we did our brainstorming and thought okay we just want to separate um, large volume loans provided by uh, licensed entities and uh, small volume loans provided by retail investors. We want to separate and we decided we need to build Debify for that. So the idea for Debify is that um, and we see that there's a huge demand from traditional financial institutions like banks, hedge funds, uh, family offices as well. We've been approached by several family offices, but also um, some companies that already are in Bitcoin space. They are actually planning to set up a separate credit vehicle or credit fund in order to start a floating liquidity on Debify. So there are several options. And obviously our our main idea and dream about Debify is that we want to onboard commercial banks and uh, different types of banks, um, wh why not even maybe central banks, to, to the Bitcoin standard, you know, so they understand that, the, okay, the, it's a non-custodial setup first, it's Bitcoin only, the second thing, and it's like highly programmable, transparent, and you can um, give loans remotely, you don't need to actually be presented in certain region you can you know you can expand your your regions okay so so you're one of the main organizers of the baltic honey badger conference how did how did it start it was actually a crazy idea we we um uh, back in the days when we started huddle huddle we didn't have any funds to to do the proper marketing and uh, like we decided that the best strategy would be is like obviously put a lot of effort towards education and uh, we decided like well let's let's do a couple of meetups in riga latvia and see how people uh, like going to attend it whether it's 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 uh, and it's actually like we did a couple of them like two of them uh and uh we we didn't spend any money because we found a co-working space who provided the free free space for us and it was like high, there was high attendance, like everything was completely fully like loaded with people. And then at some point we decided like, well, um, maybe we should find a, a sponsor and try to, to do the conference in order to make it a marketing event to promote Hodl Hodl brand, you know, because we, we, we didn't launch Hodl Hodl before Baltic Honey Badger. We actually launched it six months after uh the baltic honey badger so honey badger was initially our like marketing trick in order to you know get, gain some recognition before the launch of, of huddle huddle and uh, the old the old trojan horse <laughs> yeah it, it's it's basically become and it's surprisingly it's become its own thing so baltic honey badger is like it's its own brand now separated a uh, different entity and all that stuff and um yeah we found a sponsor actually the sponsor was um uh the same entity who owned this co-working space and uh, we kind of uh, you know invited we started by inviting like 
uh, some of the big names at that point. We were lucky that some of them uh, were were based here in Riga. So what what was the year? What what, what was the kind of date of that? 2017. It was like, yeah, it was very like, <laughs> it, it, it like it's it's uh, it's six years, but it feels like it's it's been a century. So. And and you know we 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 kind of uh, we kind of decided to do that. We found a sponsor, but also one of the one of the reasons behind doing the Honey Badger was that we were sick and tired of all these blockchain conferences. It was it was beginning of ICO craze, if you remember this. Yes, I do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, you go to the conference. Um, whenever you go to the conference, you know people are selling you some like weird shit coins. You know, here's like we're launching ICO for you know, you know, selling cars. We go, we are going to tokenize the retro cars, and there there will be a millions of people owning like one token, and this will be one Ferrari. Jesus coin and Denta coin, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so crazy. It was like um, I don't know. It, it was crazy. It was like circus, like global circus of of, of jerks, I would say. But anyway, and uh, yeah, and we 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 decided, well, fuck it. You know, we we are we just gonna do um, you know we we just gonna do our own Bitcoin only conference. We invited Adam actually. We invited a couple of people. I remember that some of them were writing to our um, Riga, one of our Riga speakers, and like, is it safe to go to Latvia? You know, people weren't aware, like, you know, it's Eastern Europe, uh, and uh, um, and like, is it safe? Should we go? These guys, like Baltic Honey Badger, what do you know about it? And like, one of one of the speakers were actually pretty cheering for us and helping, and surprisingly, we also. And, and there was there was like some some issues at the beginning, but then uh, we've approached Andreas Antonopoulos, and he said yes. And when we announced Andreas, it was like bam, and uh, all the rest of the speakers wanted to join. And uh, I'm really thankful for Andreas because it's like I would say 50% of Honey Badger's success is because of Andreas. He he agreed. He he. He went to Riga and uh, he actually did a he actually did a great speech at that conference. It's available online. It was crazy, you know. It was so so powerful speech. And the first Honey Badger, it was like I would say it was like around 200 people, maybe even less. So it's a small crowd, but and it was like 10 speakers, I think, and like. Uh, they were rolling for both days, you know, we decided let's do two days. And there was, if if you compare the the list of the speakers, the agenda, the talks, uh, you will see that it was like just, it could be just be done in one day, but somehow we decided let's do two days. And um, it was huge success. Next year, we did a bigger event space. We we We, we invited more speakers. 300 people came in next year we did the same uh like 500 people came in and uh, then there was a covid and uh but then we restarted last year it was 700 people and this year hopefully will be even more and this year we have three stages more than 100 speakers you know like whole week of different events 
and uh, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's has, it has grown up. We, we never tried to be the biggest conference in the world because it's, it's like you need to understand that the conference for us is not the main activity. You know, we, we, we still have uh, developments, Bitcoin product developments like HODL, HODL and, and Debify, but we like to do this. It's, it's, it's our thank you to amazing Bitcoin community. We still believe that it's amazing community. And um, yeah, it's the, that's that's the short story of Honey Badger. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, and Andreas has a you know in the early days, I, I learned a lot from him about about Bitcoin. He's one of the guys that I think really helped explain things to me. And um, you know, sometimes you see people say, "Hey, when is somebody when is Sailor going to go on Joe Rogan and talk about Bitcoin?" And people forget that Andreas was on Joe Rogan twice, right? He was on there in like 2014. I think that was one of the first times I heard about Bitcoin. And then again in 2015, um, and that, he has some great content and some really, really good material out there that's probably still really great if you go back and look at it, I'm sure. Um, I, I had a similar experience on the conference side when I was working for, for Macquarie, is that uh, at the same time, 2017, you know, all the big banks, our competitors, JP Morgan, they were doing blockchain, but not Bitcoin. And I wanted to do a Bitcoin conference you know, at the bank. And I had the same kind of thing. I just started reaching out to people. I pinged Samson, you know, I didn't know him back then. I just pinged Samson and said, Hey, could you come over and present at our, you know, for the bank, we're going to do a closed door thing for institutional clients in Hong Kong. And he's like, I can't make it, but I've got this guy, Adam back. Would you be interested? Well, that'd be great. (laughs) And then Adam came and we had people from Bitfury and we had the CEO of Bitfinex, JL, and just you know, and then at that time, I think a lot of these investors didn't know really like how influential the people that they were, you know, that they were meeting with and what a great opportunity it was. So that's, there's really cool kind of back in that time when you can get access to a lot of really influential people like that. Um, it's kind of like the, the, the golden age of those smaller conferences when you could do stuff like that. It's very cool. Yeah, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a part of community because a lot of people they're just afraid to you know to reach out and uh, we've been we've been lucky but uh, we also see that it's it's okay you know you can reach out to basically anyone and you can ask um, anyone you know you want to come and most probably they're going to come you know to to your event Uh, back in the days it was a bit more easier because now it's like there's a lot of different events and people get picky and you know they 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 try to choose the best one you know some some people say hey i'm not gonna travel you know i'm gonna stick with my region and all that stuff okay that's understandable but there's a lot of high quality speakers now as well you know there's more of them than, than it was back in the days. Yeah, that's true as well. So uh, Baltic Honey Badger is next week. And I think this episode is going to be dropped. It's actually this week, this week already. So maybe we can front run it a little bit. Maybe you can give us, uh, you know, knowing that we won't release this until after it, maybe you can give us a bit of a scoop on on what big announcements you have planned for the conference. Uh, we, we actually, we avoid... Um, like you know marketing stuff announcements and all that stuff i don't know what our other teams are going to do we allow this to do but only in scope of your presentation you know presentation should be educational or technical and then in the end you can say by the way you know this product that i have just described to you we're going to use in our like service but i can say for hodl hodl that we're going to do announcement on our end like 
first of all, we're in the process of completely redesigning HODL HODL in terms of user interfaces and user experience. We started this process back um, last year in October, released first parts of uh, updated version of HODL HODL. It was, it was actually a huge success. Uh, we saw some significant growth volumes uh, because people like suddenly, you know, peer-to-peer -peer becoming easier for for any type of person, whether it's very sophisticated or a noob. Um, so we are we are going to continue this path, and we're going to announce that we're releasing a trading functionality, new improved trading functionality in October. Another thing which is a crucial, we're going to announce the release of uh, lending API. So you will be able to use our lending API, integrate our lending uh, tag into your platform services, or you can you can just build your own on top of that. But these are announcements for the future, I would say. It's not like we're announcing and it's already there. And um, I think the main announcement is um, is an answer on the most um, often asked and mostly hated by me question when lightning, you know, uh, <laughs> because we received this question for, I think, the last three years um, doing the huddle huddle. So um, I'm going to answer that question because in... Uh, Q1, in the beginning of next year, we're going to launch peer-to-peer -peer lightning trades uh, on HODL HODL. And these lightning trades will be fully non-custodial. They will be anonymous and they will be global. So you will be able to do single trades, do DCA, and you will be able to do this in peer-to-peer -peer manner. And this is something unique we're building. And actually, we've been building this for, I would say, well, since we launched HODL HODL, we've basically been building our Lightning functionality. We didn't know about that, but then we realized that, hey, it's everything is, is there. You know, we, we just need to, to, to take the pieces of, and, of the puzzle and, and make them, you know, work together. So this is what we're doing at the moment. So the big announcement is that Lightning is coming to peer-to-peer -peer world and to huddle huddle, uh, most probably Q1 2024. Not most probably, but definitely Q1 2024. That's the big announcement. A hard, a hard deadline. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if, if you don't put a hard deadline, you know that the product won't be delivered. No, exactly. So I want to ask you some questions about the liquid integration. But before I forget, I also want to ask you about the API. So the API will be for HODL HODL or for Debify? Because I imagine that's a... You know, for institutional investors, they, they want to have the API access, right? So we are going to do the API both for Lend and both for De for Debify. So uh, for Lend, we released, first we released the platform and then we started building the API. Uh, for Debify, we're simultaneously releasing the platform and shortly after that, we're, we're releasing API. So Debify most probably will, will kick off with API already available for institutional clients. That should be a massive deal for liquidity on the platform, right? As soon as you can get people to use an API. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. On on Lightning, so you said that people have been asking for this integration for you know years, and you hate this question. Do you think this is? Do people really want this, or is this just Bitcoiners being, 
you know, trying to promote Bitcoin and Liquid? Because from my perspective, it seems like something like Liquid would be more appropriate for this kind of situation because you can do bigger size. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Because they, they always, people always say that they want to have lightning on exchanges as well. And Bitfinex, you know, we've had it for a number of years already. You see others starting to talk about adopting it. But it just seems to make more sense to use Liquid because you get the same kind of, you know, you can non-custodial, you can move it faster, more confidential, all of that. Um, but Lightning is just smaller size. So I, I, I don't really see how that makes sense for exchanges and, and kind of for your platform as well. Yeah, peer, you know, the difference between exchanges and peer-to-peer uh, trading platforms is that actually, uh, like with peer-to-peer trading platforms, there are high frequent, high amount of smaller trades. You know, people want to trade uh, different, first of all, different regions. You know, HODL HODL is built for emerging markets. And you cannot go to like... Latin America or Africa or Southeast Asia and say, hey, guys, you know, when, when there's mempool, it's full. And uh, we, we saw the spike this year. Right. And uh, you cannot say, hey, this, this, there's amazing new technology for unbanked people um, like you. And you can just, uh, you know, buy $50 worth of Bitcoin. And but, you know, you need to pay a $20 fee for that. You know, it's it's just crazy. So Lightning works in that sense. Uh, first of all, for emerging markets, I think Lightning may, makes very much sense. That's the first thing. The second thing is that I think that what we are building is it's actually non-existing at the moment. And I think this might change the market. I hope it will change the market and, and will provide people an opportunity easily by a lot of Lightning. Bitcoin, I mean, like do uh, a lot of different trades and easily at any certain point of time. So I think the ease of use also is is an important thing. And uh, I didn't say we're not going to integrate Liquid. So Liquid is on the way where we're going to integrate it in 2024. Uh, But as you mentioned, Liquid is for higher trades and Liquid is for high amounts. Uh, of course, you can transact smaller, smaller trades, but um, you know, with 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 that kind of low fee uh, that there is now on a mempool, uh, you can you, you can do everything on chain. You know, you don't need liquid, you don't need lightning. You know, it's just cheap transaction. You can do with everything. Uh, but we want to have both of them. And of course, we're going to do that as well. So both of them are amazing, different use cases, yes. And um, but we are building the core, uh, the core for Lightning trades in such ways that we can add liquid trades later, very easy. On top of that, so it, like liquid is on the way as well. But I'm not going to announce that. Yes. Or give a deadline. Um, oh, yeah, that's good. So you, you, HODL HODL has been a Liquid Federation member since, you know, like 2020. So how does that partnership fit in with your business at the moment? At some point, we were actually very actively one of the main use cases for Liquid Tether. And uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Liquid Tether, to be honest, um, because uh, people were borrowing Liquid Tether on our lending platform. So that's that's amazing. That that's that was amazing because if you remember, um, at some point Ethereum fees were very high and uh, 
if if you if you try to borrow tether on top of ethereum you would you would be paying a lot and a lot of people in that moment they actually switched to liquid and they understood the beauty of the liquid so for us uh, being a, a liquid federation member is uh, not only having access to all the tools that that we have uh, but also we we decided it's a, it's a perfect fit since we have uh, liquid Tether, we promote Liquid, and uh, we like how it works. Uh, you know, it, it it doesn't break the promise. You know, everything as as described, everything works as described. So yeah, for us, Liquid is um, is an amazing tool, and we try to promote with our lending platform. Of course, uh, our involvement will be bigger and better uh, when we're going to integrate Liquid directly. To our products but this is coming yeah it's interesting how the fees on ethereum drove a push for tether onto different blockchains so tron became really big around that time as well and you, st you still see these tweets today about how tron is very active in DeFi, a number one blockchain protocol for DeFi, and i kind of suspect that it's pretty much all tether <laughs> so which is kind of funny um, but yeah, Liquid is super, super cheap for, for, for Tether and super fast. You know, it settles in a minute. So it's, it's just amazing. You know, I, I always think that when I send um, Tether from my, um, my, my green wallet to my Bitfinex account, it settles in like one minute, which is kind of always blows me away. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I can, I can confirm that. But also, yeah, I was also blown away not only by Liquid, but uh, I was late to the, to the lightning party. You know, I, I didn't. I hadn't uh, like lightning sets uh, for a very long time. And then first time I, I, I asked one of my friends, you know, can you just send me like five, five dollars worth of, of, of lightning? And he just cited it. And then it's like, it's like instantly. I, 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 I do know how liquid works and I received liquid transactions and I saw that speed, but also for lightning, it was pretty pretty amazing you know no that's very cool yeah both are very cool um hodl hodl supports over 100 currencies for trading um do you have plans to extend that to, to debify as well will it be a similar kind of offering no with debify uh, again it's uh we we support 100 currencies at trading part and debify is purely lending platform but with Debify, one of our goals is to become the major global liquidity aggregator for Bitcoin uh, for Bitcoin lenders and borrowers. So, uh, of course, of course, we want to have person uh, I don't know from uh, Brazil being able to borrow uh, against his Bitcoin or her Bitcoin uh, in Brazil real, or person in US. Obviously, that this will be. Uh, one of the first fiat currencies will be added, but yeah, you know, borrowing USD or a person from Australia borrowing in Australian dollars or yens and yuans and euro, whatever. So we want to expand this offering. We want, eventually we want that, uh, our goal is that people from across the globe, they don't need to think about, okay, I, ha I can borrow, but I have this currency risk and all that stuff so um we believe yeah that, uh, that that's one of the goals so person like at the moment uh i'll be honest borrowing against your bitcoin is non-existent in in, mo in in most of the part of the world you know it's it's basically everything is dollar denominated right 
there's there's a pretty robust and good market in US, but outside of US, it's it's almost non-existent. You know, you have Canada, some of the stuff you have GBP, but like you go to Euro area and you see uh, huge problems, right? You go to Japan, you go to any proper region or any emerging market, you know, you, you, you see that it's non-existent. This is what we want to build. We want to build a, a platform where you can borrow in any currency you prefer, or at least in most, you know, usable currencies in the world. So do you think your focus in terms of markets is more emerging markets than developed markets? I think you mentioned that before. For HODL, HODL, definitely emerging markets is number one. And we saw the good growth there. We're actually growing in this market. We are more focused on this market. Of course, traditional markets also operate on HODL, HODL. For Debify, I wouldn't distinguish um, this and that because also there's a difference. You know, in emerging markets, I, I think people need to, the, the more interest for people is to acquire Bitcoin. In developed countries, the more interest is uh, how to work further with, uh, with Bitcoin, you know? Uh, okay, I, I, because in developed countries, there's so many ways how you can acquire Bitcoin. And most of the people from this region, they already have Bitcoin and they and they now like they, they're facing the dilemma. What should I do with that? You know, I want to keep it as an asset. Uh, but, you know, I have some expenses to cover. I, I want to buy other assets maybe or I want to buy more Bitcoin. You know, how how should I structure it? And then there's Debify for that and also landed HODL HODL for that. Do you think that there's a difference in use case for Bitcoin in emerging and kind of developed markets where in developed markets, it's more a speculative asset where people are, you know, betting on number goes up and maybe a little bit on an inflation hedge. Whereas in emerging markets, it's more like a survival raft if, you're, if your currency is you know, not very stable. I think that uh, for developed markets, the main case is probably, you know, people in developed uh, in developed markets, they do understand the value of the freedom. So for them, it's also, um, but most, most of the use cases basically hedging yourself from inflation, from, you know, money printing and all that stuff. So it's, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's of course it's speculative asset mostly in 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 all markets you know everyone says we are in in it for attack but everyone is like smiling and happy when Bitcoin hits like six hundred sixty hundred per per one coin you know nobody cries about that everyone is like okay we're in the we're in for attack but also having some nice profits is also a good thing good feature you know side effect but. Uh, I think for emerging markets, it's mostly the the question of uh, survival, you know, and, uh, you know, like optimizing your expenses if you have them and, uh, you know, surviving certain certain uh, things in your life. As for developed countries, it's, um, it's more like, I would say, hedge, hedging tools, economical hedging tools um and uh because we already have like in developed markets so many options yeah people are happy and people are uh, not happy people are lucky to have blessed i would say comparing to to some emerging markets blessed to have so many options so many tools 
and um, yeah, but everything based on top of fiat. So obviously, Bitcoin is is uh, one of the ways how to hedge the risk of fiat itself. As for emerging markets, you know they have different problems, and um, sometimes main main property for them is not about you know hedging the inflation. It's about you know having uh, an asset that you can move across the border. Capital controls. Yeah, or having an asset which you own purely and government cannot come and take it take it from you. So that's there's there's different use cases. Definitely. Where would you point people if you're interested in in learning more about Huddle Huddle or Debify? Where should people go to learn more about that? Just go to huddlehuddle.com. Every every information all the information is there, basically all the guides, videos, whatever you you want to do. Uh, and uh, Debify well there's a website debify.com. Uh, briefly, you get you can get familiarized with that. You can listen a couple of podcasts with me and uh, maybe watch a video on YouTube. But uh, for Debify, we are going to release more and more information as soon as product will be launched. But so far, I think we did a good job with our one pager uh, at the at our website. So. You can just go there, check it out, and uh, sign up to get an early access. Okay, great. And maybe last question: What what gets you most excited, kind of in the next twelve or eighteen months in in Bitcoin or with Huddle Huddle or Debify? What are you most pumped up about? I, I'm pumped up about our products, actually. So about Debify launch, obviously, because uh, we have some interesting credit tools coming on top of Debify. You know the the just just an opportunity to borrow against your bitcoin is not a end game for us we have other other features and other products on top of debify which will be gradually released during the next year and some of them are non-existing in bitcoin market at the moment as for huddle huddle uh, well i'm pumped about uh, lightning release of course and further release of liquid and we're also planning to build a mobile app for huddle huddle and this is very exciting for me as well that's very cool well max we'll definitely have to have you back on when you get some of these new products and features to market so look forward to talking to you again thank you very much thank you very much it was a pleasure and uh, cheers <music>